I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast and now a video cast too. Uh, you can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding all the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. Just go to the website, KramerandBrill.com. We'll take a look at how we did for you. A look at this week's games, who's trending. Our feature asks the quarterback. Each week, we select a fan who writes in to ask Eric a fantasy football-related question. We'll bring the fan onto the video cast to ask that question directly, and you could be that fan. All you have to do is simply email me at BrillPro at gmail.com. That's BrillPro at gmail.com. You can see it right there on the bottom of your screen. So how do we do for you? Well, you were all over Mahomes this week, and all he did was complete 31 out of 42, 416 yards and five touchdowns. You also, so kudos to the quarterback across the room. Uh, you also liked Aaron Rodgers, 291, three touches. And we liked Wilson with his four touchdown passes and Justin Herbert with three touchdowns despite two picks. Now, we did not like Mayfield, and he did not throw a touchdown pass after throwing five the previous week. We said inconsistent, and that continues. We are not sure of Tua, and neither was he. Only 93 yards. We loved Carson Wentz against the Dallas D, and we stunk it up as much as he did. Two fumbles, two INTs. He also got sacked in that game. Jimmy G also weighed down on the list and injured his ankle in the meantime. Now, we like Dalvin Cook, but no one saw a 50-point fantasy game. 163 yards, four touchdowns. We said to consider Giovanni Bernard. Hey, you should have done that. He had a pair of touchdowns. We did not see DJ Dallas, although we did say, take a look down the Seattle running back list. He scored a pair of touches. We didn't like anyone on Dallas, including questioning to start Zeke. He got less than 10 fantasy points. We liked DeAndre Swift, but we did not see his six carries for one yard. Uh, we love DK Metcalf. Finally had a great day. 12 catches, 161, a pair of touches. That's 42 fantasy points, folks. 42 fantasy points. He's on my team. Devontae Adams, three scores. Robert Woods had two. They were on top of our list as well. We like McCall Hardman with his uh, 96 and a score on seven catches. It was solid. Trending this week. Trending up, Dalvin Cook, DK Metcalf, Ben Roethlisberger, DJ Dallas, Giovanni Bernard, Brandon Alyuk. Also trending up with Odell Beckham gone for the season is wide receiver Kaderil Hodge, who's expected to get a lot of action in Cleveland. Uh, trending down this week, Carson Wentz, I'm done, I'm through, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, the Dallas receivers, Richard Rogers, George Kittle due to the injury and the fact that they play on Thursday night. So your thoughts on the week, Eric? I think they should be giving points for a coach. So if you've got Andy Reid or anybody associated with the Chiefs, he should be starting to get points at some point because the guy cannot call a bad play or a bad game and obviously – Patrick Mahomes, sure, I said start him. When wouldn't you start him? It just happened to be one of the weeks he throws five touchdowns. I'm sure more are coming. And DK Metcalf, I think, is the story of what's going to be not only the second half of this season, but then for a long and many years to come. You can't guard him. I mean, he runs a 4-3-40. He has over a 40-inch vertical jump. He's 6'3", what, 225, 230. And the guy can run down DBs to go 90 yards and almost score a touchdown. But uh, I, I just, there's, you know, I think the offensive uh, output with some of these teams, um, you know, Joe Burrow is just week after week. The guy should be in the Pro Bowl. I, I, I mean, as a rookie. And, uh, but, and there's, it's not like he's got a great offensive line. There's not like he's got, he's got T. Higgins and A.J. Green hasn't come along just yet. 
but you know, there's some surprising stories. I think he, uh, Justin Herbert, and uh, you know, I, these have to be two of the best rookie quarterbacks production-wise I've seen in I, probably ever. Well, you know, the um, situation as far as uh, uh, what's going on with the trade deadline. Now, you know, we do have the situation going on there, the trade deadline, and uh, that is happening. You know, we're, we're recording on Tuesday, so the trade deadline for us would be tonight. So make sure you check the transaction wires by the end of the week because there may be a couple of really, really big trades, and a couple of those trades are uh, involving a couple of big players. Now, uh, Fuller was one of the names that um, was uh, one of the names that was being talked about quite a bit. So whether he gets traded or not, we don't know. Most of the trades are taking place with defensive players, and the, some of those have already taken place, which really doesn't affect fantasy. Now we come to our regular feature, Ask the Quarterback. It's brand new, and today we welcome in Sergio Alexander of Southern California. He's a longtime fantasy coach and a longtime Dallas Cowboys fan. Sorry, Serge. Uh, Sergio, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing, Bob? How you doing, uh, Mr. Kramer? Very good. Thank you. Nice to uh, meet you, Mr. Kramer. Uh, well, I'm a longtime Cowboys fan, as Bob already said. I'm having a bad year so far. Lost my quarterback. I lost my starting lineup. I lost my tight end. I'm hanging on by a thread to a kicker. I'm hanging on by a thread to a backup uh, tight end. Sounds like you've lost your mind hanging on to people so far. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know you can feel my pain here. I uh, hope you. You know what I'm going through. You know, it's just a, it's a bad year for the Cowboys, and uh, I don't know what to do now with my fantasy uh, my fantasy lineup, my initial starting lineup. So, well, you're you thinking about trades? Are you thinking about uh, cutting? What are you thinking about here? Well, here's my 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 biggest question. Here is, so I'm in I'm in a couple of different leagues, and at one point before Dak Prescott's ankle injury, I had Dak Prescott. I had Amari Cooper had C.D. Lamb, and uh, had Ezekiel Elliott. And they were all, you know, getting respectfully at least 25 to 20 points each game. So I thought I had it made. I had, you know what, I had a good, solid system. But down goes Dak Prescott, so that's, you know, my, my number one quarterback is done. And now that there's no quarterback, everybody else is kind of falling. And Andy Dalton just got placed on the uh, COVID injured reserve list. So... I got Ben DiNucci starting again against the Steelers. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Amari Cooper and um, CeeDee Lamb aren't going to do be as progressive as they should be. So my biggest question is, should I start trading away or releasing Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott and just kind of like start over or look for, you know, whatever's out there? Now, you're talking about a standard one-year league, not a keeper league, right? A one-year league, yes. Yeah, so at the end of the year, you would lose these guys anyway, Eric? Yeah, well, I would say that uh, our good timing, that it's now not only the, uh, you know, fantasy football owners and managers like yourself are thinking about this, but the real NFL is also coming up against the trade deadline. And um, uh, I would say in terms of fantasy with these guys, it's amazing, isn't it? Once your quarterback goes down, somebody as good as Dak and – they haven't obviously re-signed him for some reason, not to a long-term extension anyway, and then how the fortunes of their entire team go down right along with him. I would say, yeah, I, I to think that Ben DiNucci is going to 
add to, you know, or keep at the same level that they were back when Dak Prescott and for a half, uh, Andy Dalton kept them going. I don't think that's going to happen. And obviously we saw when Dalton came back and played uh, a, a real full game, it's just not the same between he and Dak Prescott, nor is it going to be with Danucci. And so I think it's a safe play on your bet. Now, I don't think there's really a limb to go out on if you start um, uh, jettisoning some of these guys that you do have. If you can get any trade for them, fantastic. I think whoever trades for them to receive them is going to have to see that, okay, at some point, if I've got Amari Cooper, at some point it's maybe not going to be Ben Danucci throwing to him. At least maybe at some point it'll be back to Andy Dalton. So at least you got somebody there that's going to – um, you know, get be, uh, somebody able to be productive again on that team. The question is whether you can wait around that long for that to happen. All right. Well, you know, I, I, my I feel point, your pain, though. I do feel your pain. <laughs> I lost all three of my leagues. I lost them this weekend. And I'm going to say that, you know, I, I didn't start most of my Cowboys. I went on a limb and started Amari Cooper, and he did nothing for me. Right. So I'm taking your advice, and I'm most likely I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hold on to maybe uh, CD Lamb, but the rest are uh, up for grabs. Well, I, I really feel your pain too, uh, Sergio, because I have Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm in a keeper league, and I'm in one of those situations. Okay, you know I, I have to hold on to him, but I'll be honest with you. Last night I picked up DJ Dallas, and DJ Dallas is going to start for me instead of Ezekiel Elliott because Elliott's playing the Steelers this week. And my and uh, Mike Tomlin's goal is to stop the main effort, which is the running back. And I don't think Zeke's going to get 40, 50 yards this week. And uh, so <clears throat> any other option uh, out, out there is probably pretty good, at least for this week. And uh, I know the Dallas defense just kind of took me to task this week. Of all things, I started Carson Wentz. I figured I had an easy 35 points. I ended up losing because of that, you know, because he had like nine. <laughs> you know? So, um I, I think Eric's right. I, I totally agree. I, I think you, these are guys, maybe you just need to start moving on. And, uh, you know, what, what's your record in this, in uh, these leagues? Well, prior to Dak Prescott, uh, when, pre when Dak was still there, I was number one overall in points and in uh, wins. Well, I guess what uh, I'm so asking is, do you have a chance to make the playoffs? I'm, I'm in fifth place right now out of 14 guys. Or 14. Oh, so you do have a chance to make the playoffs. I have a chance, but I've dropped significantly in the past well, two weeks. I think Eric's right. Jettison these guys, pick up somebody else, because uh, I don't think you can do any worse. Yeah, you've got, you know, I don't know who in your league has people like uh, Gibson with Washington or Giovanni Bernard or uh, P. Ryan with, with Cincinnati. But these are some guys that, you know, uh, only recently started playing. And so if they haven't yet been picked up um, – you know, you can look around for other receivers, too. And maybe not the, 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 you know, the top one or two with Kansas City, but if anybody's down the, down the, uh, down the line there, Le'Veon Bell, for instance, is out of the backfield is a dual-threat guy. So I think there are some options potentially anyway. So, sir, does that answer your question for you? Well, it gets me on a better path, but, you know, the diehard Cowboy fan in me is uh, finding it hard <laughs> to let go of my Cowboys, you know? <laughs> Well, you can see where, where my diehardness is right behind me. So I feel your pain there, too. <laughs> thanks for uh, rubbing some salt in the wound, you know? <laughs> hey, Serge, thanks for joining us on Ask the Quarterback and keep playing fantasy football. 
Hey, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Eric. You guys have a good day. You, you too. Bet. Take care. Remember, if you'd like to ask the quarterback, just email me at brillpro@gmail.com. And if we select you, we'll be in touch and to bring you on the show next week. And uh, email is right there at the bottom of your screen. So now let's go to this week's games. Uh, Packers at Niners. Is it next man up at quarterback? And who is it? It's Nick Mullins. And if it is, I'm off this team today. I do like Elliott. Uh, I like Jamichael Hasty. Uh, it, you know, he's not a big pickup, uh, but speaking of next man up, he's the guy. And with the pack, I'd say smoke him if you got him with some notable exceptions because A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams are out due to COVID this week. So the pack's lone healthy guys are running back, Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin, because it's unclear whether Aaron Jones is going to be coming back from injury. Well, first of all, let me go back to a comment you just made about feeling Sergio's pain by <laughs> virtue of what? The Steelers being undefeated? Is that what you mean? <laughs> you're the only team that is undefeated. So I don't that know what feel team that you're pain talking about. back a few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say in terms of Nick Mullins, I mean, he's actually performed better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So if anything, I would think, great, bring him on at quarterback. Obviously, he's not going to have Kittle, but they still run the ball, you know, typically effectively well. And they got a great play action game in Mullins has done fantastic. And they've got still a good receiving core. I don't know. Um, I think the Niners are, you know, they had an off week. That's it. I, I would think, consider them to be uh, a good fantasy uh, pickup for a lot of guys. Um, so I, I, and I think, you know, the Packers, obviously, like you said, I mean, they still have Aaron Rodgers, despite them losing a game, he still threw for three touchdowns. And obviously uh, it's politics politicking now for the guy you mentioned earlier in fuller Miller, yeah or fuller right from houston so um but there's always Devonte adams he's not going anywhere despite yeah, true. other injuries Jeez. they've had that guy's going to come up with a touchdown or two and most likely 100 yards a game giants of washington wayne gallman is the next man up healthy running back and he doesn't inspire me but if you're going to take anyone on this team it's sterling shepherd uh, washington coming off a bye it's uh, not the pushover that they were. So I do like McLaren and I do like Gibson and Kyle Allen is serviceable. Yeah. And the giants for, for having as bad a season and just you take all the injuries into account, the near misses they've had at winning games, they're still a productive team mm -hmm. most times. And some every now and then they'll fall flat on their face offensively, or they'll come up against a fantastic defense like against the bears. But typically uh, here, are the Washington Redskins, I don't think are going to pose uh, a defense, anything what the Giants have seen in the past. So I think a lot of their guys are still good plays. Daniel Jones, even though he hasn't been, let's say, as consistent as someone like Joe Burrow, all right, or Justin Herbert, he's still doing enough good things, I think, and throws some fantastic throws, even though he stumbled at, what, 80 yards down the field on the one run. Yeah. Okay, still, he went 80 yards, and uh, he's, got, he's an athletic guy. And it's only going to get better as the season and years go by. Uh, talking about the Bears and Titans, I still like David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. And despite a good week, I'm not sold on Foles this week. So for the Titans, I like A.J. Brown. Went for 153 two weeks ago. Disappeared last week. I still love him. Tannehill's fine, along with Derrick Henry. Corey Davis had eight for 128. And he's available in a lot of leagues. And a touch uh, he also had, um, which means Corey Davis having eight for 128 and a touch in one week means he'll disappear this week. So. No, it will not. That's the guy <laughs> I've been telling you all year long 
It's just he's gotten healthy now. Now that he's back in, he went off. He was going to go off again this week, too. Maybe not to the extent that he did last week. Obviously, the Bears are pretty good at shutting down people's passing games. But uh, another guy, A.J. Brown for the Titans. Here's a guy that, true, he didn't have, you know, near the production he had the week before, but he still got in the end zone. And it wasn't like he caught the ball in the end zone. He was a few yards short and broke two tackles to get in the end zone. So I just, you know, again, I think uh, the Titans have so many, you know, uh, I'd say improving productive weapons for the most part. And I I agree with you. Allen Robinson, uh, to me, is a beast at receiver. And I don't care who's throwing him the ball. He's going to be the number one target. And like you said, David Montgomery has been running tough. He's been catching passes. He hasn't had the breakout game just yet. But it, you, you have to feel like he's going to be, even if he doesn't have a breakout game, let's say the, the impossible happens and he doesn't. I think like you that he's going to before the year's over and probably have several. But even if he doesn't, he's still going to be the guy that gets you 50 yards receiving, 50 yards running minimum a yeah. game and potentially a touchdown. So, uh, you know, he's another guy that Sergio might look at as he's probably not on a lot of guys' fantasy teams and could be picked up at this point in the season. Lions and Vikings. Vikes on a roll now. I don't like Cousins, as it looks like it's back to handing off the Dalvin Cook time, which reduces Thielen, Jefferson, and anyone else. Uh, Matt Stafford remains solid. Hawkinson, solid as well. Maybe Peterson's a play, but I'd rather like to think that DeAndre Swift is still the guy there. Uh, Marvin Hall is a play, and he had four for 113. And, you know, like you said, I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford, I look at him when he plays, and generally speaking, he's one of the, let's say, top 10 quarterbacks in the league so he's going to get numbers typically every week and uh you know he's had a couple of bad uh plays result from drops or you know things kind of out of his control and you know this last week it was marvin hall that stepped up uh galladay somehow left the game and was kind of mysterious as to why he wasn't back in um but i think you're right i think deandre swift probably in the long run more times than not is going to outperform adrian peterson but Panthers are cheap. You know, Go ahead. I was going to say, fantasy managers, you don't want to toss up at your own running back position. You don't want to know. You want to know who's going to play and get the majority of the reps. And in this case, with the Lions, you just don't get. And that's one of the things we got this week. We we have a lot of teams that, which we'll get into here in a little bit, where the two running backs are getting equal time, which is kind of tough for fantasy. Uh, Panthers at Chiefs, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are plays, but that's all. I, I like on Carolina. I'm off the RBs for the Chiefs. Neither Bell or Edwards Ayer are getting enough volume. Wideouts and Kelsey, they're both solid, but this is a situation I was talking about where we have two running backs. They're getting equal time, so it's kind of hard to depend on either one of them. Yeah, I agree with you. But, Len, the Chiefs have no shortage of weapons that are going to score touchdowns everywhere else. Any receiver that gets on the field as a receiver, even if it's an, an, an eligible lineman like it was earlier in the year with Eric Fisher, you know, they've got weapons. Hardman and Robinson and, and uh, is uh, Sammy Watkins, is he hurt or did he play last week? Because if not, obviously, uh, 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 Tariq Hill is uh, obviously a play. So, um, and the Panthers, again, I mean, every week, the Chiefs, I don't think are going to slow them down defensively. And I'm a big believer in Teddy Teddy Bridgewater and obviously uh, uh, DJ Moore as well. 
Texas at Jaguars. Now, this, this is an interesting mix uh, for this week because both teams are coming off a bye. But for Houston, I do like Fuller and Watson, and David Johnson is worth a shot, at least at flex. The question mark remains if the Texans do trade Fuller. Uh, if, if they do trade him, they have several veterans who could pick up the slack, including Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills, with an outside shot, outside shot to Kiki Kuti and Isaiah Coulter. Uh, the Jags, I'm going to play Clark and Robinson without a healthy tight end. I'd take a chance, really, if you really need a tight end and you're looking for one. O'Shaughnessy, he's getting some targets. That's about all we can say, but he is getting targets. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But the Texans are kind of, what went wrong with that team this year? I don't oh, get it. And, bizarre. Because they've got talent everywhere. And, uh, and Deshaun Watson, obviously, is, you know, every week does what he's got to do for to keep his team in contention. Obviously, he's a great fantasy quarterback, but for some reason, they just haven't gotten over the hump enough times winning the games. And here I go. Again, the Jaguars got up to an unexpectedly good start. There, I was kind of holding the bag on they weren't going to be doing anything. Well, now they finally aren't doing anything. And other than James Robinson, I, don't, I wouldn't play anybody on the Jaguars. That's true. Ravens at Colts. Ravens, uh, well, I can't figure Baltimore being down, but it could happen after a tough loss to Pittsburgh, and they run into a strong Colts D. I do expect the Ravens D to step up. So Phillip Rivers and Jordan Wilkins might not be great plays this week. You have to start Lamar Jackson, but who do you like at running back? Again, Edwards carries 16 times. Dobbins, 15 for 113, and Jackson had 16. So the 45 or so ground touches against Pittsburgh, they were all equally split. Not good for fantasy and more like last year's New England's ground game. I, I can't believe I'm actually going to ask this question, but do you really have to start Lamar Jackson? I mean, think about it. Last Ooh, week. Boy, that coming from you, that's uh, – I can't believe you asked me that either. <laughs> okay, but think about this. Okay, of the 22 guys, starters for the Ravens last week, who was the one guy who really didn't get it done? Yeah. And so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he obviously a very talented, super, uber talented guy. Yeah. But when you start putting the ball on the ground or throwing interceptions for touchdowns, which he did to start the game, uh, those are the kind of things that are sort of hard to get over. And if you look at the, the trend of where he's going against top teams, it's not in the right direction. It's, he hasn't won a significant game really in the last uh, three or four games against top teams. So it, uh I don't know. I'd be a little leery about starting Lamar Jackson. The Colts defensively are pretty good. And uh, obviously Naheem Hines stepped up and, and Phillip Rivers, even though, you know, he's not the Phillip Rivers numbers wise and fantasy football wise of old, but he's making a lot of good decisions and good throws. Timing is uh, keeping drives going and he might not end up with 350 yards, but he might end up with 250 and a couple touchdowns and that might be his floor. So that's not a bad play either. That's true. Seahawks at Bills. If Chris Carson is out again, then DJ Dallas is your man again. He should be a pickup on the waiver wires as soon as they clear, so move fast. Uh, RB's Horner and Ballard um, uh, might also be worth a pickup in case Dallas gets hurt. Uh, Metcalf went off last week, so Lockett is a lock this week. Uh, got an interesting situation in Buffalo as both Moss and Singletary shared the rushing load with 14 carries each, 81 and 86 yards each. Nice production, but here we go again. Who do you count on? Oh, and by the way, Josh Allen rushed for 10 times. Right. That's uh, the, the dilemma, I guess, for running quarterbacks is they take part of your running backs. Volume. Right. But uh, the, the owners of Josh Allen like it. And 
I would say with the Bills, DK Metcalf is obviously, you know, everybody's, if they can, has him already. But Lockett is a guy that also, like you said, uh, I still expect D- DK Metcalf's role to be ascending and not just a one-game wonder. He, right. he shows up every single week because you can't guard him. And, but they've got two guys now like that. Lockett's one himself. Uh, and then you got the probably the best player in the league right now throwing the ball every week to these same two guys yeah. uh, who also himself gets yards rushing. So um, I like everything. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, are going in the right direction. The Bills, I'd say the last month or so, have been skating by from time to time yeah, and sometimes not. So, right. So I, I think um, – I still like everything the Seahawks are doing offensively, uh, production-wise, fantasy football-wise, and uh, any of the other kind of, uh, of production that they have. So, um, yeah, I would obviously there's no changes I'd make in either lineup right now. Broncos at Falcons. Drew Locke is a lock this week after a, a three touchdown, 248-yard day. Now up, up, up against a porous Atlanta defense with Patrick injured for the uh, for Hamilton. Um, I'm sorry, Patrick's out. Or I'm sure he's out, but he, he was injured last week. So he was out, and he probably was going to be out again. So with him injured, look for Hamilton, Hamler, the rookie, Judy, all to get their looks. Any of them is at least a flex play. Gorley is a play here. Uh, Julio Jones is back as Ryan's fave target. Ridley had a mild foot sprain, so keep an eye on the injury wires for him. If he can't go, Russell Gage and Christian Blake are options here. Yeah, and like you, I mean, I'm a big believer. The Broncos are kind of after a slow start where nobody was really doing anything. Locke got hurt. Other people filled in. Now Drew Locke's back and healthy again. And if you watch some of his comments after the game, he's like, okay, great. Don't believe this. We'll keep proving people wrong. And that's the kind of attitude I'm sure not just him, but their entire team, along with Vic Fangio, the head coach, is kind of percolating and keeping, you know, giving them the chip they need to finish off the season in the right that they want to see it finished off. And again, now they've got the Falcons who everybody knows production wise, offensively, they're great, but then defensively they're very skittish. And so I'd look for another big, big day productive wise out of the Broncos led by Drew Locke. And as you said, KJ Hamler and, and Jerry Judy, and don't feel about, forget about Philip Lindsay, another great game last week both receiving and rushing. And so, you know, they've got options there in Denver. And the Raiders at Chargers, uh, Josh Jacobs is coming off a 31-carry, 112-yard day. Looks solid again. Nelson Aguilar didn't catch a pass on two targets, which should not happen again. Renfro and Ruggs doubled that each. They beat the Browns with uh, without great stats. So maybe uh, Aguilar comes back this week. I think he's worth, uh, worth a flex shot against the Chargers. And I like all the Chargers offensive starters here. Well, yeah, and think back to that Raiders-Cleveland game last week. That was the first bad weather game, really, when you think yeah. about the wind conditions and the cold starting to set in. Neither team, Raiders or Cleveland, had anybody produce offensively. And so the Raiders being as good as they are and typically produce week in and week out, now they're going up against the Chargers. They'll be out in San, in, I was gonna say San Diego, be out in L.A. now. And uh, I look for them to rebound in terms of fantasy numbers including Derek Carr, including Aguilar and Henry Ruggs. And then uh, on the Chargers side, um, you know, they're just going to continue doing what they do every single week. And that's be led by the, you know, Justin Herbert, who has slammed his way on the NFL scene this year. Well, he has, hasn't he? Both passing and running. And, uh, and like you said, I mean, they've, they've got, you know, not just, uh, um, I was going to say the, um, 
the running back position um, last Jackson. week. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, obviously the um, uh, Keenan Allen and uh, and Mike Williams have been productive in the passing game as well. Steelers and Cowboys. While the Cowboys stepped up against the Eagles, but still lost. I love the Steelers D here. I love Ben. I like Connor and all three wideouts. I even like tight end Eric Ebron. Now for Dallas, I'm probably not even going to start Zeke. I'm probably going to sit him because with all that's going on and Mike Tomlin's uh, philosophy seems to be this year to shut down the main running back and let the rest uh, fall to his defensive secondary. Maybe they're giving up a lot of yards, but they're getting takeaways and nothing devastates a team more than takeaways, especially when it's a pick six and they've had several. So I'm going to sit Zeke this week as well. I, I think that's a good choice. And, um, you know, it's almost like, well, when you talk about the Steelers, okay, so they won last week against the Ravens despite really doing nothing offensively, right? They just, Mark Jackson kind of blew that game for them. And so they completely, the Ravens did outgain the Steelers every way you could possibly do it, but yet still lost the game. And I think the Steelers, the best thing they have going for them offensively is that they're playing the Cowboys defense, right? Yeah. I mean, so that's uh, – this is probably the week for them to get back on track a little bit. And obviously it was nice to see Chase Claypool get back in the end zone. And I think that's probably going to, why, why steer away from that? Right. So uh, the Cowboys, I think like you, and unfortunately for Sergio, I just think they're shocked. <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. no getting out of that hole that they're in offense. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel, I actually do feel bad for Cowboy fans. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I don't either because they ruined a few of my years back when I was playing with Detroit. Dolphins at Cardinals. The Dolphins D had an unexpected uprising against the Rams, but don't expect that again. I think the cards are too versatile for that. I like Murray and Hopkins here as well as Kirk. Dolphins defense will be tough, though. Uh, expect the cards receivers to have good days, and I'm off both tight ends here, finally. Well, if you're off the Dolphins defense, okay, and I think – Right, right. They haven't done anything really all season long to let us know that they're going to be an, a stalwart defense like they were against the Rams. So who's that leaves that's got to step up? Now's the week that Tua Tagovailoa has got to step up. And against this Cardinals defense, it's been pretty good all year. So um, I, I, too, like uh, the Cardinals offensively. I think they, um, you know, certainly Kyler Murray, as versatile as he is and the, the weapons he has around him, and that Cliff Kingsbury, who I didn't believe was going to do all that well, obviously has them in contention in one of the toughest divisions, maybe the toughest, in the NFL this year. So I don't look for the Dolphins uh, really yet to get really going offensively and put up big numbers with Tua at the moment. That doesn't mean they're not capable of it down the road as he gets more experience, though. Saints and Buccaneers. Wow. NFC South battle will have Drew Brees against Tom Brady. And uh, for the TV shows uh, or for television, that's, that's a great matchup. And uh, it's also got a tough Tampa defense in there. Uh, the Bucks are playing very well right now. And both teams have weapons, which should make this a high-scoring game with Tampa on top. Uh, no reason to sit anybody on these teams. And this will be the debut of Antonio Brown, who might have a good day and will play since Chris Godwin has been hurt. Raquan Smith and Deontay Harris are next men up. So if you need wideouts, they might work for you. Isn't it amazing how, okay, so the Saints, right? They just finished off with the Bears, beat them. Very tough defense. Now for a reward, they get the Buccaneers. And they took. They had to go into overtime to beat the Bears. And now the Buccaneers, who have a better offense than the Bears, uh, and I still think the Saints and Drew Brees are going to match up fine because it doesn't seem to matter to them whether it's Michael Thomas or, you know, who, some of the other names you had mentioned earlier. Um, 
And I think that uh, even with that defense Tampa Bay's got, Drew Brees and Sean Payton are savvy enough and have been around enough and, and know their own offense so well that they find ways to, to you know, move the ball, get first downs, move the chains, and put themselves in a position to score points. That's just what they do. Um, and then the Buccaneers, obviously, I think they've found who they are offensively now. And Tom Brady, his, what has he got, 15 touchdowns and one interception? Yeah. So, obviously, they know what they're doing a little bit offensively in Tampa Bay at this point. And he's run for a couple, too. <laughs> for, for about a yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, normally I would say last but not least. But this last game, it really is the least. Patriots at the Jets. I can't think of a game where I'd recommend no one on either team except this one. Not even Damian Harris. Had 102 yards rushing for the Patriots this past week. And I, I can't recommend anybody on this team, these teams. Right. And I would say only because of by rule somebody has to win that somebody's <laughs> going to win. I mean, it, neither one of these teams, I think, right now uh, can score even against no defense. So it's a matter of I, I don't even know who's going to score in this game. Um, and certainly Cam Newton is really kind of falling off the table here these last two or three weeks, and the Jets are, like Jets. you said, both the teams Jets. are sort of circling, <laughs> circling down the drain right now. Well, there you have it, Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast, and now a videocast, too. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, Radio.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. And don't forget, I brought our brand-new feature, Ask the Quarterback. Each week, we select a fan who writes in to ask Eric a fantasy football-related question. We'll bring the fan onto the video podcast to ask that question directly. And you could be that fan by simply emailing us at brillpro at gmail.com. That's brillpro at gmail.com. There you have it. Again, for my buddy Eric Kramer, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.